y'all. Welcome back. We're back. We're all back together. <laughs> it is so great to be in front of the mic again. Um, it's been a year. And boy, has it been a year. That is uh, an understatement. For those of you who have never listened to the show or maybe kind of getting back into the show, I know it's been a minute, but I'm Tiffany Renee, a.k.a. Tiffany Hall. Some of you may know me as the Melanated Millennial Therapist on Instagram. Uh, I am a psychotherapist, mom, expressive healing uh, practitioner, and, and I'm also a millennial. And this is Broke, Woke, and Fabulous. We talk about all things about millennial living and just the experience of being millennial in a very strange world. Uh, so when I last left you guys, I believe this was in January or February 2020, Child, my sense of time has been so thrown off the past year that I can't even quite remember exactly when I last released an episode. But it was pre-pandemic. And um, I remember the last guest that I had on the show was uh, Lindsay Bryan Podvin. Shout out to her uh, from Mind Money Balance. And then, you know, March 2020 came and the world changed. And here we are now. So let's just do a little recap of the last year, shall we? I know some of you probably don't need a recap because you were there. And if you're listening to this right now, congratulations, you have survived a hellish uh, clusterfuck of a year. So when we last left off, I believe I released an episode about the pressure to monetize our hobbies and um, the pandemic came and then I went ghost. Well, the show went ghost. Uh, I did not go necessarily ghost, but as a mental health professional, I'm sure all of you realize that the last year, a lot of us have been quite busy. Uh, Mental health professionals, we are frontline workers, not in the same way that doctors, nurses, and medical providers are, but we are on the front lines in a much different way. So, I've told a bunch of folks that, you know, 2020, in the decade that I have been a a practicing therapist, 2020 was legit the hardest I've worked in my career. So the, the focus of the past year was trying to maintain my sanity, trying to uh, make sure that my child had some semblance of normalcy, and making sure that my clients were taken care of. Um, now that... The, the world seems to be opening back up again. We're in a little bit better shape than we were a year ago. I feel a little bit more at ease. Uh, a lot of the people that I see um, in therapy seem a little bit more at ease. Of course, we're not out of the woods yet. But the stability that we've been able to maintain um, during this the, the first few months of 2021 have allowed me to return to this show, which I have missed. I did not mean to kind of just leave y'all hanging. I never said a goodbye. I never checked it and say, hey, y'all, I'm still alive. The show's coming back, but I don't know when. Because honestly, I didn't know if the show was going to come come back. I, I, you know, with the way that, that everything was going, it was so hard to think about the future and uh, how things were ultimately going to go. But anyway, I, I digress. 
So March 2020, you know, life changed very abruptly and we all had to adapt. You know, at first, a lot of us kind of thought it was going to be a two-week thing. We were going to shut down for two weeks, stay at home, have a, a nice little reprieve. And then two weeks turned into, into 30 days and then 30 days turned into child, I don't know. I really don't know because we had a different a presidential administration and there was like no strategy whatsoever besides protecting, you know, that man that used to work in the White House, aside from protecting his ego. I'm I'm trying to refrain from saying his name on the show because as far as I'm concerned, he's no longer relevant. He don't work there no more. I don't care about him. But anyway, it was it was getting real dire and just really scary. Um, March and April, I think, was probably the most terrified that I was, the most confused. I know a lot of you probably felt similarly because all of this was new. Uh, COVID, we had maybe heard rumblings about it um, in early 2020, but we didn't think it was going to make it to the U.S. It did, and then it completely exploded, and we were plunged into a pandemic, something that I never thought that I would live through at least not to this degree. And, you know, spring of last year was very difficult because I was starting to feel like we weren't going to get out of this thing. I, I really thought that, you know, that man that used to work in the White House was going to get reelected, that we were pretty much screwed and were going to be left to die. I thought we were pretty much left to fend for ourselves. Thankfully, things didn't go that way. So that was spring. Of, of 2020. It was a lot of chaos and confusion. And then by summer, child, we had, um, you know, the George Floyd uh, murder happened. So not something that any of us are new to. Police brutality has existed, you know, since, you know, the, the beginning of, of this country's origins. And, but this all felt different. Because people had more time and space to pay attention because we were all home, um, trying to protect ourselves from COVID, working from home, parenting, and, and trying to homeschool, that people had time. So we're looking at the George Floyd killings, and I think people really felt compelled to do something about it. So there was these massive protests all over the world. And for me, it was so encouraging to see that because, you know, there's been so many protests, so many, so many, um, uh, of activists and people have spoken out, uh, about police brutality and it's all of the, the, the trauma that black and brown folks have had to endure in this country. But we saw a lot of white folks getting involved and I was like, wow, this feels really, really different. Now, I will say, though, that the summer of 2020 with the Black Lives Matter protests, as beautiful as all that was, white people, y'all are kind of doing a little bit too much. <laughs> I was going to be honest. And not that we didn't, you know, I didn't, that we didn't appreciate black folks. We appreciate y'all, you know, being allies and wanting to join in the fight. Because we need y'all, like white folks, because y'all are in a position of power, we need y'all in order to turn this thing around. And it's going to take a long time to do that. But I think in summer 2020, it got a little weird for me. Um, 
the 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 kneeling. I remember seeing Nancy Pelosi and members of Congress kneeling with with kente cloths on. For me, that was a little. Well, it was very weird. Not a little. It was really weird. It was very surreal. I wasn't really sure what exactly the objective was in that. I guess maybe standing in solid solidarity. All of that was cute, but like. Black folks didn't really ask y'all to do that. Um, I, I saw something about like, oh, we're going to, you know, rename um, the term master bedroom because it, it sort of bring evokes like, yeah, all of that. You know, I get the intent behind it, but that is a, a little extra. Let's talk about policy. Let's talk about how we can make structural changes. Um, because racism is an institution. So that's what needs to be changed. So that that whole time period where the, the protests were going on for months, um, and then we had this whole time period um, around June, July, where we were dealing with fireworks. Here in Philadelphia, at least I know in a lot of other um, cities, fireworks every single night. And it honestly has made me dislike fireworks for the time being. I don't want to hear fireworks. Fourth of July comes. I'm not interested in, in seeing any fireworks displays. I'm over it because we had to endure that every night for probably a good, you know, two months or so. I, I, like I said, I can't really figure out how long it was. But it was weird, and, and it was still... I don't think we ever got an explanation as to why that was happening. I heard some sort of conspiracy that, you know, perhaps it was the police trying to retaliate against the protest and, you know, um, sort of set these these explosions and set these fireworks off sort of as, as torture. Uh, you know, it's it's probable. I, I don't... I, I guess, you know, much stranger things have happened as we have seen from this past year. But I don't know. Because all of a sudden, they kind of just randomly stopped. So, summer 2020 was rather weird. And things continued to get weirder. And around... <laughs> fall 2020 when I started was when I started to get to my absolute wits end because we were edging closer and closer to the um, presidential election which was the most crucial presidential election that I think I've ever lived through because it was literally a matter of life and death it's like either we're all going to die from COVID and all of the violence resulting from the from the the polarization of this 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 previous uh, presidential administration, or we're going to have another president who actually is sane, um, understands subject verb agreement, who actually has empathy and a soul. Those were our choices, and regardless of how you feel about the current president's politics, it is so refreshing to have someone in office who I don't feel like is going to. Um, potentially destroy us and the entire planet at any moment. It's so much easier to sleep at night. But anyway, November 2020 came, and I might be skipping over some events that happened before then, but November 2020 was the crucial moment where we were going to get a new president or be stuck with the, the previous sociopath. 
And the week of the election was probably the most stressful week. And I, the, the bar for most stressful kept moving throughout the last year. When every time I thought things couldn't get any more stressful, any more um, anxiety producing, it did. And lo and behold, we had an election that took an entire week to, to conclude. And I, you know, I got to the point where I was like, look, if I have to, oh, excuse me, hit my microphone. I'm see I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here doing the hand clap thing, <laughs> you know. If I had to endure another 4 years like the last 4, I really didn't know what I was going to do. Seriously. I was really thinking about, man, I cannot stay in this country. I can't raise my child here. It's it's this is too too dangerous. So that Saturday, I believe it was Saturday, November the 7th-ish. I'm kind of fuzzy on dates here, but I know it was a Saturday because we all remember where we were when that election was called. And the sun here in, in Philadelphia was shining. It was a beautiful day, un, very unseasonal, seasonably warm um, for, for November and was like it, you know, God and the universe was smiling down because he knew that things were about to change. And we found out that Joe Biden had won the election. People were dancing in the streets. You know, Philly was really popping because, you know, shout out to Philly. Philly was one of the um, deciding sort of uh, cities that, that kind of pushed uh, Biden over the edge. And I was so relieved I don't know if I was joyful because, I, you know, to be honest, I'm a little bit indifferent to, to Biden um, as, as, a, as, a, as a president. But I was so relieved that the nightmare of the last four years of the last you know year was it looked like there, there was a light coming at the end of the tunnel. And it was so nice to see people happy and celebrating again. We, we, we needed something to celebrate after all of the, the trauma that we had endured. So that's when I think that we began to, to have more hope. <sighs> and let's fast forward to January 2021. Oh, child, you know, we had another impeachment. You know, the previous president, that man that used to work in the White House, got impeached again. Rightfully so. Was not convicted, which is dis was disappointing, but not surprising. But got impeached a second time. Did he get impeached a second time? This was, I'm, I'm fast forwarding here. January 2021. Let's, let's talk about January 6th, because, child... I don't think I've really publicly talked about this very much in detail, but I was completely flabbergasted by what happened on January 6th at the Capitol. Again, you know, every time I thought that things couldn't get any more chaotic, any more just weird and embarrassing for this country, January 6th happened. And I, I guess, you know, of course, Trump, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say his name. That man that used to work in the White House. The man that used to work in the White House was having these, these tantrums about the fact that he lost the election, didn't want to believe that he lost the election, was claiming election fraud, and got all of his supporters in a tizzy. And I guess they wanted to avenge his honor. And they had a little, what started out as a rally at the Capitol. And they had been planning this. There had been, you know, rumblings about it on social media for weeks. So it wasn't a surprise that they were there. Let's let's just say that. Um, but then what happened, I think, was something that I wasn't surprised by, but I was also kind of, like, shocked at how bad it, it got. We had, you know, the supporters of, of his infiltrating the Capitol, which I thought was supposed to be one of the most secure buildings in the country. And we're seeing all of this unfold on live television. You know, people with with guns and and um, all, all sorts of aggression storming into this building. They killed a police officer. So this, I guess, was the day that MAGA and Blue Lives Matter officially broke up. A couple other people were killed. Um, the vice president, the former vice president, was almost killed. And the, the man that used to work in the White House just didn't seem to be bothered at all. If anything, he was amused. So just almost let the vice president and people con of Congress get killed because he was all upset in his feelings that he lost. It's Talking about it now out loud, it still feels weird that this actually happened. And I don't know about you all, but does anybody look on the past year and ask themselves, like, what the hell was that? Because that could apply, could apply to so many different things. <laughs> you know, There's so much fuckery that's happened in the course of the last year that it almost feels like it, it wasn't real. So... And saying that, it's important to, to note that there's going to be a lot of unpacking that we're going to have to do of the last year, really the last four years. The last, the last year, 2020, I think, was the culmination of, of four years of abuse. The country, yes, we were being abused by the former administration. We were, we've been gaslit almost daily. And that has... A, has an adverse uh, psychological effect. It causes us to question our own judgment. And I think that's why some of us may be asking, like, was that really real? Did that happen? Because even think about the way that um, the, the federal government is handling the, the events of January 6th. The, so many members of Congress kind of just want to move on and act like it wasn't that big of a deal. And I'm just like, so y'all almost got killed at work and your colleagues were involved in this plot and y'all are just going to be like, nah, let's move on. That was in the past. What? Huh? I just, why? I don't understand that. Like we've got, the bar has been set so low. Like the bar is pretty much in hell right now. And I'm just like, so what exactly is the the function of Congress if they're willing to let all of that slide? What are what are what are we really doing? And me personally, if you anyone you know 
is involved in some sort of plot that puts my life or any of my loved ones' lives in danger, best believe we're not going to be cool after that. It's, it's no, yeah, let's move on. That was in the past. Let's forgive and heal. No, we're not at the point where we're ready to heal yet. Because healing and reconciliation cannot come without some sort of acknowledgement, um, some sort of accountability of wrongdoing. And I don't see where that's happened. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But I haven't heard an apology. I haven't heard that, you know, this is not going to happen again. We're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. I, I'm, I'm still at a point where I feel like our sense of safety here is not there. It's gotten better for sure. But we have a lot of work to do. And if you're not feeling yourself or you're still feeling like things are kind of weird right now, it's because they are. Just because we have a new president, just because we have, just because we're in a new year doesn't mean that the world has changed significantly. And again, what we went through was very traumatic. We got out of an abusive relationship with um, a, a president, a leader who didn't have the capacity to do anything other than what benefit benefited him. There was no concern for the rule of law. There was no concern for the constituents and the people that he served. It was more so about himself, his ego, his money. And a lot of people called that shit before he got elected and tried to tell y'all that man had no business being in the White House. But you know what? Hopefully this was a lesson learned. I don't know if it is going to be one because there's a lot of hard-headed folks in this country. But I hope that we learn from this because we can't go back and do that again. And if there's anything that I think I've learned from 2020 is that going back to the way things were before is not a good idea. I don't think we are going to be able to experience life again in the way that we did um, pre-pandemic because it wasn't working. It just wasn't working. It wasn't sustainable. I think it was making us all more stressed out and miserable. And and that, unfortunately, was normalized for us. I mean, capitalism, the American way is to find your self-worth in being productive and obtaining wealth um, and, and pretty pretty much just working, working to the point of exhaustion. That is praised in our culture, but it's very, very unhealthy. So I myself have been trying to to find a, a better balance. Work-life balance has become a major priority for me because, like I said, I, I worked my ass off uh, this last year. And I multiple times I felt burnt out. And I know that I cannot be effective as a friend, a partner, um, a, a mother, or a therapist if I am not well. So that has led me to completely restructure my work life so that I can be more present in my personal life. And so far, it's working pretty well. You know, I hope I can maintain this momentum. And with that, I want to make sure that this show is a space that we can talk about all of the, the ways that us as millennials navigate this confusion. There's a lot of uncertainty now that we're still sitting with, and that's okay. I think we need to learn to be more comfortable with uncertainty, because let's face it, there's a lot that we still don't know. We still don't really understand exactly why things got as bad as they did. 
Um, there's still a lot more that we don't know about COVID. Thankfully, now we have vaccines rolling out, which has enabled us to have a little bit more freedom and how we move around as compared to last year. I feel very encouraged by that. But I also worry about the long-term impact that this is all going to have on our mental health, um, on the way that we relate to one another. And we have yet to see that because we're still very, very much in it. The pandemic is not over. We're still traumatized by everything that's happened. So the, the healing and recovery process is going to take some time. It, it may be a couple years. Honestly, it may be a good decade. You know, depending on, again, how, how the, the fallout of all of this plays out. So I, I hope that all of you out there have been able to find your anchor in the storm, to, to find that stability, because so much of what we've had to endure was instability, uncertainty, the, the loss of a sense of control and normalcy, and that could be so disorienting. And this show is, is a place that I want us to be able to come to and talk about these things with a little bit of pop culture and entertainment and politics thrown in. But more so as millennials, I think we've been dealt a raw, a raw deal when it comes to this, adult, uh, this adulthood thing because we've done been through so much. Like, can we get a break, please? Every time we try to find our footing, some other shit happens. Like, I remember when 9-11 happened, I was in high school. And then when I graduated from a college, it was the Great Recession. And, and then we had to deal with, with this, this whole administration, which childlike was a mess. That's, that is, the I guess, the, the best way I can describe it right now, because I'm trying to keep it a little bit PG-13 here. But it was, a, it was a mess. And to see that become normalized for us, I think about what is that going to do to the generations coming up after us. Like, my son right now is only seven years old. So he has nothing else to compare any of this to. I'm hoping that he will remember a lot of this, you know, but I know that's going to impact the way that he sees the world and his whole, his whole experience of childhood. So I, I'm planning now to, 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 to release these episodes um, monthly, um, if not bi-weekly. Um, it's important that I'm accountable to you all to, to be consistent with this because I believe that, that this could be a great way to, you know, reach a broader audience, um, because I know everybody can't come and see me for therapy. And there's so much more that I want to do, uh, for the world outside of treating people one-on-one in, in therapy. So I invite you all to hit me up via email. You can uh, send me a DM at um, Melanated Millennial Therapist. You can hit me up at uh, BrokeWokeFab at gmail.com. And if you want to send me just ideas that you have for topics or if you want to be on the show or if you just want to just say, hey, you know, Tiff, and follow follow me, you know, um, there's there's a lot of uh, there's 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 episodes for for those of you who maybe just now learning about the show. I have a whole season's worth of episodes um, that from 2019 to early 2020, back when things were quote unquote normal. So that was more so a different version of the show because we were in a much different version of the world then. So I'm now adapting to this new normal, and thus the show must evolve with the the, the times. So I want you all to really focus on how you can take better care of yourselves in this new normal and how you can set 
realistic expectations of yourself. Because the way that we all functioned early 2020 and, and earlier is not really going to fit now. So if you haven't accepted that, then it's now the time to get with the program because we ain't going back, nor should we. So I, I really appreciate you all for listening. I can't wait to to release the, the next episode and be with you all again. Um, so follow me at Melanated, Melanated Millennial Therapist um, on Instagram, or you can follow the show's Instagram page, um, Broke Woke Fab. I will say that that page is a little bit quieter than um, my other page, just because that's specifically for the show. My Melanated Millennial Therapist is where I drop some gems about mental health and relationships and trauma. So you'll find a lot more stuff there. So again, shout out to y'all. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch y'all next time.